All right, Friday night, 7 o'clock, time for another edition of the Sports Phone here on KZYX. Jerry in Oregon, Jim back in the studio. Jim, how are you doing this evening? I am doing great. Talk about I'm ready to go for my favorite hour of the week, Jerry. Yeah, yeah, it's always always a fun time it's for a, sure. It is a fun well, one for me. Yeah, yeah, you uh, you got to the studio dry. Sounded like didn't get didn't get dumped on uh, with any rain. Had over two in, had over two inches in twenty four hours, and then by nine o'clock this morning it was bright and sunny, and the computers are showing more than between two and three inches for three days in a row, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So I had a great stat. Someone said it's going to be twenty five to thirty percent of all the rain we got last year is going to come this week. <laughs> and it's not yeah. even, not even November yet, but uh, I got to be boring someone from Oregon talking about rain, right? <laughs> it's a little bit different for sure. Uh, you know, I think in Oregon we're just in that time of year where it's just wet. There's just no there's it's never dry. The sun might come out, but it's just going to be wet for the next you know four or five months. Uh, welcome everybody to the sports phone. Uh, got some housekeeping items to take care of before we dive too deep into the show here. But real quick, let me tell you a little bit about what this show is. Um, this is an open forum sports talk show. So Jim and I are here. We're sports fans. We've played. We've coached. We've watched games. We've been in pretty much every realm of the sports world you can think about, uh, and we. Uh, always have loved to talk about sports. We started doing this show so we could let you, the listeners, join us and talk about sports as well. Whatever you want to talk about, we want to take your calls, hear what you want to have, or excuse me, hear what you want to talk about going on in the world of sports, pro sports, college sports, high school sports, local sports, doesn't matter to us as long as it's sports related. Jim and I want to hear about it. Before we go any further, though, I have a couple of housekeeping items, and I'm sure Jim will probably have some stuff you'd like to say about these. Number one. Uh, and this is the first time I've gotten to do this, and I get to do this all winter long, and it's fantastic. Um, or a- every Friday when this applies, uh, Jim is currently taping the Phoenix Suns and the Los Angeles Lakers. So if you are watching this game, please do not call and spoil him with any updates. He will be very mad at you. He will hunt you down. Jim does not cannot watch recorded sports if he knows anything about it. So, I literally so, can't watch if I know. You will not watch it. You will go yeah. home and delete it. You won't even watch. I it. can't. If I know who won, I can't. Can't do it. So thank you. So for that, to Jared. repeat one more time, I got you. Don't worry, I got you. So to repeat one more time, if you are watching the Phoenix Suns and the Los Angeles Lakers, which are scheduled to tip off right about now, <laughs> please do not provide us on the sports phone with any updates. Jim will be very upset. Uh, it will ruin his evening after the show. Number two. Uh, and this one we're going to remind you about also at the end of the show. And if you are a regular listener to KCYX, you will hear uh, many an update about this. And you will hear it kind of throughout uh, the, the regular programming on KZYX. Uh, Jim, I guess this is a two-part thing. The, number one is the sports phone after today is going to be taking a little bit of a break, a little hiatus. And when we return from the hiatus, we are going to be on a different day on a diff- at a different time or same time, same time on a different day. So this will be the last sports phone until November 21st, which is a Sunday. So starting on November 21st, uh, the sports phone will be moving to Sundays, and we will still be in our 7 o'clock slot, but we're going to be moving to Sundays. So this will be the last Friday sports phone. There will be no sports phone until uh, November 21st when we will resume, and that is will be again Sunday at 7 o'clock. Uh, short version of this, and Jim, I'll let you kind of expand on this however you'd like, 
is we needed to uh, figure out a new slot to accommodate my coaching schedule. I think that was definitely part of it. And also, I think oh, that's we're it. excited to do it on a weekend as well for other reasons, travel things and, and things like that. We have now, I think, moved into our ideal spot for the sports phone. I mean, if yeah, if, yeah. all if, for all all purposes. I like mean, all, there all always is going to be times when you're doing a live show. I mean, I, I watch guys like Colin Cowherd and and Stephen A. Smith. They have nights when they can't be there either. You know, I'm I'm not comparing. Mm. I'm just saying that there's going to be times when you do a live show you can't be there, but there's going to be less times on Sunday night. And I just think it's the best time for the sports phone. I've always thought that, and I'm really excited. I'm sort of excited to hear you say it's seven o'clock Sunday night time for the sports yeah phone. I, i'm gonna i'm gonna have to try to figure out a new way to word it or something like that but yeah uh so again we'll remind people at the end of the show uh and then also as i said throughout the the next couple of weeks you'll hear uh little spots uh throughout other kzyx shows and stuff like that uh mentioning the time change but one more time uh this is the last sports phone on friday nights uh that we will then be off for about a month and then we will return on november yep. 21st which is a sunday at seven o'clock in the sunday evening. before thanksgiving we're going to be back on and um i'll say something else it's, this isn't all about the sports phone but kzox listeners there's a lot of changes i've i heard two of them on the radio today you're going to hear our promo about our change of time that's going to be coming up too um, but there's a lot of changes. Um, our new station manager loves local shows. Mm-hmm. Um, well, um, caller, hold on a second. Is that all? Um, that, that, is that all you had to say on that, Jim? Yeah, I'm, the, I'm ready to move. Yeah, I'm there. ready to move okay. on. Yeah, so let, let's move on. So we didn't have a guest scheduled for this week until about an hour ago, which I which was which is great. Um, so we have a guest. Uh, Jim kind of put this one together and, and let me know about it, and I thought it would be an interesting conversation. So without uh, any more uh, housekeeping or business to take care of, Jim, why don't you go ahead and introduce our guest and uh, maybe give a little background about All right, we're, we're going to be talking to Roy Mitchell, local Fort Bragg athletic superstar. How about that? So you, you can't even say anything sure. about that, Roy. Sure. Because you're not – turned up yet so this is uh in 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 the long run uh fort bragg um athlete um he just now i want to go current first is ranked number one in the united states of america in the 60 to 64 year old age group weight division 181 by the u.s powerlifting association and his event that he is number one ranked is the bench press he's ranked number one in 2021 with his 331 pound bench press that's all about roy and i'm going to bring him on here in a second but he said that no so nonchalantly with his 331 pound bench <laughs> press he said that like I know, like everyone does that. It's like, ah, 331 pounds. Yeah, I can only do 300 and 200. Yeah, I know. So so anyway, um, I want to get him on here. And we just found it very interesting talking about powerlifting in general. Hello, Roy. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. You're on the sports phone again. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. Jerry, you start. So... Yeah, so, so Roy, I guess I, one of the things I always like to, to, to ask questions about is just to learn about sports that I really don't know a whole lot about. I, I like to consider myself pretty knowledgeable about sports. Powerlifting is a blind spot. I know nothing about it other than the little clips I see in the Olympics. So 
I guess to get started, can you contextualize what a record of 330 pounds in a bench on the bench press means? Is that one? Do you just have to do it one time? Is it a, like a series of lifts? Do you have to do like five five reps or something like that? Can you just give some context to what that record means and what like has to be done to accomplish that record? Well, maybe to to simplify it or give you a, a comparison, if you watch the the shot put or the discus in the Olympics, they typically have flights so that each group, each flight doesn't have to wait too long between each attempt. In powerlifting, you get three attempts. There's usually about 10 people in a flight. So if I'm, if I'm the first person in the flight, I'm going to go up on, up on the, the, um, the platform. I'm going to do my lift. It's one repetition. Um, I have, I have three lifts. I decide what the weight is going to be on each of those lifts. The the successive lifts have to be more than, you know, each each time you have to go up in weight. If you do 331, um, just clarify this, and then you go up in weight and miss at 340, whatever, your 331 stands, right? Correct. Okay. It's whatever it's whatever your best lift was. Okay. Uh, most people start off with something they feel pretty comfortable with. And in my case, a couple weeks ago when I did the competition, I started with 315 on my first attempt. Then my second attempt was the 331 pounds. And I wanted to save my third attempt for um, a shot at the national record. Huh. The national record is 341 pounds. I did go back to the platform for my third attempt. They had 342 pounds on the bar, and I wasn't able. I wasn't able to lift it. So um, it was disappointing because the last time I competed a couple years ago in Las Vegas, I kind of became friends with the guy that you know we were we were like neck and neck, and he's the one that holds the record. Huh. I was hoping after the competition I was going to be able to text him and say hi, gotcha. <laughs> but, but unfortunately that didn't happen. But I'm 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 extremely happy with the number one ranking for this year. Um, and I in a couple months I turn 65 and I'll be in the next age group, um, the 65 to 69 age group. And the record there, the world record there, is two. I think it's around 292 pounds. For for the next age, um, group? so in in a few in a, in a few months, I plan on breaking the record for the the sixty five to sixty nine age group. Jeez, yeah, it seems like that, that would not just be breaking it. That's going to be beating it by by quite a bit if if you can get near the the three thirty again. Um, so something else we, we talked about but before the show, and and you were talking a little bit to us about how you you've coached other sports, like you've been around football and, and other sports. Um, as a high school and college athlete myself weightlifting was always part of our off-season regimen where we were using weightlifting to supplement and get better at the the other at whatever our, our sport was right so for me it was basketball like i was in the weight room to become a better basketball player can you talk about that at all like is there do you do any, I guess, outside of, of lifting weights, what do you do to become a better weightlifter? 
besides weightlifting? Well, besides I, weightlifting, I, yeah. I do this really, honestly, at this point in their stage in my life. Um, my biggest motivation is to um, keep the Grim Reaper at bay. You know, it's almost Halloween now, but um, <laughs> really to remain as healthy as I possibly can. And more science, more sports science is showing that really a mixture of both strength and um, cardio is is probably the best way to do that. It, it, you really need both. So, you know, that's my motivation. The first time I ever did a powerlifting competition, it, it wasn't because I knew much about it. In fact, I knew absolutely nothing. But I had been in the gym working out for a, a few years and kind of starting to lose motivation. So... I decided I, I need something to to motivate me, and and if I sign up for some competition that's you know three months or four months from now, it's going to motivate me to be you know at doing my workouts every single day, and and that's really been true. And because we compete in weight classes, um, for me, I'm probably most of the time I'm I'm around 190 pounds, but I compete at 181. So I have to shave a little bit of weight off when it comes time to compete. And I, and I feel like, you know, that keeps me healthier, too. You know, yeah, leaner is healthier. It's an interesting sport, Roy. Um, um, I'd be interesting to have, because when I grew up, weightlifting, powerlifting, it was it was a it was a macho thing. Who could lift the most? There wasn't much training about. The basketball players would win the weight room and they put weight and see who could lift the most. And it didn't seem real healthy. It set people up for injuries. It'd be interesting to see what the sports phone doctor thought about powerlifting. And and I I don't know. Um, my guess it's like any other sport. If, if if you train too much in basketball, you ruin your hips and your knees. Um, you know, from pounding too much. I imagine weightlifting, powerlifting is like any other sport. If you do too much of it, if you do it the wrong way, it's dangerous. That's my guess. It's I, I'm yeah. Sure. If you stress your joints too much the wrong way, it's not good good for them. And you know what? The analogy I always like to use because I've had several different workout partners over the years is that you have to start with something very comfortable. The the muscles can grow and get stronger pretty quickly. The cartilage ligaments um, and tendons, they can get stronger too, but it takes them much longer to get to grow, you know, to, to get stronger. So you have to be careful, very careful in the beginning. Um, and the analogy I like to use is, you know, you, you take an hourglass and you turn it over um, each work, each grain of sand is one day, huh. one workout, and you know you you have to do every grain, which means years and years and years. It's it's really interesting, Roy. I'm glad you came on um, for us. I do want to mention the amount of volunteer work Roy does for Fort Bragg Sports. Um, he coaches pole vaulters. He has coached football. He's coached wrestling. Um, I've coached a lot in Mendocino, but only one, one sport. Um, I do want to thank you for that. We've got a lot to cover in, in the sports phone. Is there anything 
um, one last little speech you've got about maybe how someone gets involved with powerlifting and, and um, is there any club in Fort Bragg? And, and then we should probably move on, Jer. I really, um, I'm the only one in town that I know of. <laughs> really? Um, that, that competes, yeah. Um, there's one other person I know here in town that, that has competed before but hasn't for a little while. Um, but I want to, I want to give you a, sh a really brief suggestion. If you haven't, if you guys haven't thought about, um, covering it th yet this year, we have a local four brag athlete that's playing football at Sacramento state university. They have a very good team this year. They played some very big schools. They played Cal, they played Idaho state, but now they're playing their conference games and they're three and zero in conference. Lucas and Triplett? Lucas Triplett is a yeah. Lucas Triplett is a receiver that plays for Sac State. So that's that's there's some local interest there. If people want to, you know, check the internet, see how Sac State's doing. We have a local kid that's playing on that team. He scored a touchdown. I talked to his dad today, and you know, I think last week he scored a touchdown. Kind of tweaked his ankle, so he's not quite sure, how, you know, how much he's going to play this week. But you know, Sac State had a very good season before COVID. Um, they were one of the top teams in that conference, which is a huge conference. There's, I forget, it's it's a huge number of teams. But um, Roy, that's a they've great. got a very good program. Thank you for the update on on the local kid. I've got my Lucas Triplet stories as well. We're gonna we're gonna move on here. Thanks, um, thanks for you know talking to us. Keep us posted. Um, the next time you set a record and. Uh, well, I'll t I work with Roy. I'll see you uh, Monday at work. Okay, I'll let you know. Take care. Thanks, Roy. Boy, I'll tell you, he's telling me about Lucas Triplett playing for Sac State football. I'm just happy I don't have to coach against him anymore. Yeah, 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 on the basketball court. <laughs> on the basketball court. That kid can uh, play yeah. every sport as well as anyone in Fort Bragg that I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Huh. All right, Jer, um, the phone was ringing a little bit before Roy, whoever it was. Uh, now that we're through that, we're taking calls about anything sport, 707-895-2448. Um, you're welcome to call. Um, yeah. This yeah. day in sports, uh, you, uh, you want to bring up what that is? Oh, we got a call. You're on the sports phone. Yeah, I was hoping we could talk about the Suns and Lakers. <laughs> nice. <laughs> don't do it, Vince. Don't do it. <laughs> don't you dare do it. I, I don't even want to have to skip the first half. It's only my second game of the year. <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm, I'm joking. That was my, my joking voice. Um, well, nice interview. That was uh, interesting. We continue to bring on new sports every time I turn around, uh, whether it's horse racing or sort of uh, uh, roller derby ball thing or something, and now it's weightlifting. Oh, fantastic. And he plugged, and he plugged Lucas Triplett. Yeah. I love it. And I was, tell me something, Jer. I mean, you said it, Jer, and before we let Vince bring up what he was going to bring up, he's still talking about the Roy Mitchell interview. Lifting weights was never ever part of basketball when I was playing in high school or college. Jerry, you said it was a big part of your program. I, it, is it a generational thing? Vince, you're sort of age group in between us. Was it part of 
um, conditioning for other sports than football when 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 you were growing up for track maybe? Well, Jerry, go ahead first because he asked you first, and then I'll chime in on that. Um, I mean, it was part of my routine in high school. I mean, you made Jim. I mean, you you know this. You made me start lifting weights when I was in high school, and I had no idea what I was doing. I had never heard of lifting weights when I was in high school, and then in college, we were there. As a team, we probably lifted three days a week, uh, and then in the off season, I probably lifted four to five days a week uh, with with kind of just friends. Um, huh. And even now at the high school level, the you know, the high school I'm at, there's a strength coach, and he's got he's got mm-hmm. the team in there. I think three days a week. Uh, I, I go twice, and they're lifting, and that'll continue with the season. It has become. I think it's become much, much more common, and I also think it's, but I, and I think it's been it's distributed down into the younger ages now, in the sense of like, I think it's weightlifting in pro sports has always been a thing, but now it's just more noticeable in you, high school and, and in college. I think now, now you got me going, Drew. Do you think it's in, it's purely injury prevention motivated? No, no, okay. not at no, all. No, 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 not at all, not at all. So Jerry, let me ask you this though, because when I lifted weights for, uh, and I lifted it for cross country, for track, mm. for baseball, huh. um, it was mostly low, uh, low weight, high rep. Is mm-hmm. that what you guys are doing? So I, I don't, I, I just don't know enough about weightlifting to un, to understand that part of it. What I, what I will say, um, it, when I have talked to the strength coach at, at Westland High School, I've gotten to know pretty well. He's he's the He's, he's the closest one to my age on, on the coaching staff. Huh. Um, when I've talked to him, he always emphasizes, he never talks about the amount of weight that you lift, but that the lifts are practical to the sport of basketball and that exactly. he would do a much really? different set of lifts for a football player than he would for a basketball yeah. player where yeah, you can absolutely. see the carryover of like the explosive type lifts and like those yeah. types of yeah. movements that I could see him never having a football player do. For yeah. example, this is so. I have. I, I'm. I'm going to go two two directions here for the uh, sports doctor. Um, the one is, is: is it better to do low weight, you know, low weight, higher reps, and and focus it directly on what sport you're playing, which I think is is correct. Um, and then my other topic was going to go back to, if I may, transition to what I originally called for. Um, I, I want to go back to the mental health thing that we discussed with uh, the. Simone Biles in the Olympics and Osaka with, with tennis and those being very individualized sports. And now, and I'm sure you're both very familiar with the Ben Simmons situation, which is turning more and more into, I believe, a mental health situation on uh. a team sport where you are the potentially second best player on the team and you are now walking away and, and, and detrimizing the continuity of your your locker room because of your situation. And I don't know if Ben Simmons is totally a mental health situation, but it seems to be heading in that direction the more the information comes out. And I wanted to see what you guys thought about how that now is going to impact a team sport, not just an individual who who is, I mean, if you're on a gymnastics team, you are a team participant but you're doing more individualized sports that's agreed jerry you take a shot at that i've I've got i got to get my thoughts together i mean which which one i guess would be the (laughs) question there sorry because there's a lot of there were like three or four questions there um 
Well, for me, Jerry, I, I'm more curious to see what you guys' thoughts are on how you would feel. You're, you're Joel Embiid. You're, you're the, oh, the sure, best sure, sure. player on the, on the 76ers. You're part of that locker room. You could be the 12th guy on the bench, and all of a sudden, right. your point guard has decided he can't mentally participate and has, A, requested a trade, B, come back to the team, and then immediately C, is now being suspended because he can't participate. He got thrown out of now we're talking. Now we're talking about individuals in a team sport. Where would you stand on this? What is your thoughts on that? Well, I, I would, I think, ultimately end up in the same camp as, uh, I think, Joel Embiid said this yesterday or maybe two days ago where he just said, I don't care anymore. Like he said, I don't care about him. I, I think that I, I've been involved in enough teams where you're, I guess you're either in or you're out. Right. And it's like, and I don't want it to be made a big deal of. So I think the, the attention it gets, I think is, would be what is what's frustrating to me as a, as another player, just the fact that it's constantly being talked about and I don't want to deal with it. I, I think the Sixers probably as players, if I had to guess they're over Ben Simmons, but the frustration of it is that they have to keep dealing with it because the media keeps wanting to talk about it. So, sure. I, so I would imagine as players, they're they're they don't care at this point. Like they have, I think very, very, very long ago, I would be comfortable saying maybe accepted that they were probably not going to have Ben Simmons. So I, I don't think it's as much of a Ben Simmons thing. They're annoyed with at this point as the fact that they keep having to answer questions about it. Seven, um, seven, which, 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 which in turn will become resentment towards Ben Simmons. Sure, um, sure. You know, maybe not fair enough, but it, it will, right? So yeah. that, that's kind of a bummer part of it. 707-895-2448. This is an interesting conver- conversation. Um, give us a call if you want to talk about this or anything in the world of sports. 707-895-2448. Um, I think this. I mean, hap- we, we had. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jim. I think I this happens in all sports, Jer, and yeah. and and Vince, um, but not to this level. I mean, I had kids. I had kids. So did you, Vince? Girls, boys, uh, men, women. We've all been on teams when there's been a division in the locker room. Yeah. A- and what I want to say about it is. This is a different level with pros because you're dealing with front offices as millions of dollars. I just said, you, you, you go home for a couple of days and we'll talk about this with the team and, and, and you know, that, that kind of thing. So um, it's, it's, it's just everything's exaggerated when we're dealing with millions of dollars. It's, well, you, you got, you got yeah. the phones ringing here, Vince. Whatever you said. About I love it. I love it. We'll let, take another call, and, and uh, I appreciate the time, and I'll talk to you guys Let's again. see where this goes, and then get back to us. Hello, you're on the sports phone. Hey there. It's uh, your sports phone doctor calling. Uh, hi, Patty. Any chance you were listening to about weightlifting, Patty? Um, I wasn't. I was uh, trying to do some homework. Um, but then I did nice. pop back on to hear the discussion about mental health. And that was yeah. why I was calling in. Oh, okay. Go, yeah. go, go ahead. It's all, it's, all, yeah. it's all yours. No, but what did you want me to, did you want me to comment on something? And then I heard you guys talking about just weightlifting happening earlier nowadays than maybe it did in the past. So was there, is there something I can, no, bring, I can I, give I, you my opinion on? I'd like you to, I'd like you to go back to what you originally called for. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, so I didn't know anything about um, this, uh, the issues with this player on the 76ers. And so I just like Googled it when you guys started talking about it. Um, and yeah, I think it, we're at like this really interesting place right now with mental health because it's not, it's not something that has been discussed, um, at least like not in ways that have been really sensitive to you know, I mean, and this isn't limited to sports. It's really everywhere. I think it's really extreme in sports, like how much it was, you know, the, the attitude has just been like, you know, suck it up. You're mentally weak if you can't do X, Y, or Z. Um, and so, so yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think, um, I think the question posed was really interesting in terms of like how did his teammates feel? And, and, you know, the sad thing is, I mean, I'm sure they were upset, um, but the sad thing is, is that I don't, you know, nobody is, these things aren't being discussed, right? Like the importance of mental health, the importance of, you know, mental wellness, you know, is not, is not something that anybody is really learning in sports um, at any level and certainly not like at the elite levels. And then, you know, we see the sequela of that. Um, you know, we're seeing it more because I think athletes are being more forthcoming about it. And I think that that's great. Um so yeah, I mean, and I don't, I don't have a solution. I know I, I also read a, a piece a couple months ago about this team that was hiking up Mount Everest, and one of the members who I think has like bipolar, um, bi- bipolar disorder, and um, was having, you know, uh, having an event, having like an exacerbation of his bipolar disorder, and I think they, you know, they maybe had been like halfway up or something, and he was like, I can't, like I'm, I'm literally freaking out. And so, you know, he and the whole team, I think, had to go back down. And so there was this discussion about, like, you know, his team was really upset. And he was he was like, listen, I was really forthcoming. And I can't, I'm not going to, like, have a psychotic event, <laughs> like, just to make it to the top of a mountain. You know, like, that's just not, that's not good for me. And so I think just, I, just continuing to discuss these things and, um, and, and trying to find ways to mentally support people so that they don't get to this breaking point, I think is a really good goal to have in sports. Well, the, the thing with this, the thing with this one, and, and I, I have to tread lightly here because I think this isn't one of those things where I don't want to sound like I'm saying the wrong thing here, but it, it's this Ben Simmons situation is so weird because of how long it took for it to get to a mental health problem. And, and what I mean by that is, and, and Patty, I don't know how much you've read about it, is like this goes back years with him where there's like mm-hmm. reports that he just refused to work on his game. He refused to improve on things that he clearly needed to get better at. He's always had a reputation as being kind of spoiled and immature as a, as a person. And, and like, so it's just really interesting to me that now it comes out after all of this, he gets, he goes to practice, he gets kicked out to practice. Now, now all of a sudden we've reached it being at this mental health issue. I just think it's interesting because it's every player, it, it's a different avenue for them to like, to, to, I don't admit that they need help. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure where, I, I'm not sure where I'm going with this other than like, it was just a really interesting road that it took for this to get to Ben Simmons saying he needs to like mentally take a break and be like get healthy mentally because it was just such a different route than someone like Simone Biles stepping away. Cause she, 
Like she was so open with it so immediately where this has been like multiple years in the making with Ben Simmons. Like again, being having this reputation as not wanting to get better, kind of being immature as a person and now, and, and then it getting to it this way, as opposed to like someone like Simone Biles who just kind of, she admitted it so quickly. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think it's a, I mean, just, um, hearing you talk about it and kind of like, you know, trying to find the right words for it. Um, I think, I think is, is, is great. I mean, I don't think you said anything offensive. Um, I, I think that, I guess the thing that all of us can get better at is just really identifying, like moving from seeing people as like, this is a problem person, like they're acting out to kind of like looking a level deeper and thinking like, what's going on? <laughs> like something is going on with this person. Like this is, this behavior is a symptom of something else that this person is dealing with. And how do I get to that? Like, how do I kind of detour around the distraction of their behavior and get to like, Hey, like what's going on? Um, I mean, you know, this is something that I do <laughs> often during, during mm-hmm. my work day. Um, and, and I think, you know, just, I, I do think it's a safer it's safer for women to, to talk about these things than it is for men. I don't think that I, I don't I, I don't think we've yet reached I, I again like we've had some men come out and say like hey I'm struggling mentally or emotionally or I have I think I think a lot of it with with men the majority I feel like it's like after they're done like being professionals like Michael Phelps is a really good example. Um, I still to this day, I don't think like those who are currently struggling feel safe. I think there's still a lot of stigma for everybody. And I think sadly, like, especially for men, and I think it is more socially acceptable for men to express their frustrations in a certain way. And then that's not like, that's not men's fault. It's really just what, like, you know, kind of the societal pressures. So I think, I think just, um, trying to take a step back, like all these things that you're describing, like it sounds like he was exhibiting behavior that expressed like, hey, something's going on with him like much earlier before he even had like words to, to, to before he felt safe using the words to express like, hey, I am actually mentally struggling. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's It's a lot. I mean, it's and it's, you know, it's not something that any of us, I mean, again, especially like in sport, I think, you know, coaches aren't trained to be therapists. <laughs> You're not trained yeah. to be behavioral. Patty, specialists. I've got I've got someone on hold that's been dying to get in. Yeah. I said I'd get back to him, sure. but I've also have a question, direct question. I want you to answer this real quickly from Vince, who brought up this so this issue. He wants to know if you think it's an ego problem with. Or it's fear of backlash from peers, or is that the same thing, especially in a male locker room? Oh, I think it's, I don't know how those are different. I think it's both. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's, let's see what we got. Thanks, Patty, the sports okay, phone doctor, bye. everybody. Bye. Hello, you're on the air. Thanks for waiting. Um, my, my comment is, Patty touched on it a little bit about the, the societal pressures of, of uh, ego and whatever in the, in the male locker room. And my question or my comment is, and I'm kind of on the fence about this, is as American consumers of professional sports we are insatiable we we, we demand the highest uh performance of smaller athletes are getting paid millions and millions of dollars and people idolize these people is there a space for people to to is it is american society going to allow a space for people to 
breakdown and have mental breakdowns in professional sports, or is there even a spot for that? Because these people are getting paid. I mean, they're put on a pedestal and they're getting paid mm-hmm. millions and millions of dollars. Is is there room for these people to say, well, I'm just going to sit this one out and, and, and let my teammates down, and, and even if I tell them the truth, it's a mental issue or not, or whatever. Mayor- is, there, is, is American society going to allow that to happen? And I don't, I don't think, I, my, my answer, if I'm going to answer myself, I would say I wouldn't think so. I would think they would just call him weak and whatever and just kind of let it roll off. Um, well, and, and yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you on this because I, I think it encapsulizes this whole Ben Simmons situation so well, Caller, that, that question where up until like yesterday, it was just so simple to, to hate Ben Simmons, right? It was just so simple to be like, he's lazy, he's immature, he doesn't want to get better, he doesn't care about his teammates, and that's how he was presented in the media. And it's a very easy conversation, and it's a very easy one to just get behind the or get into the camp of Ben Simmons is the bad guy here. Now, now you have to have an actual like conversation that is more substantial. Pro sports people don't want to do that. First, Stephen A. Smith on first take doesn't want to have a serious conversation about mental health. He wants to just berate Ben Simmons for being lazy. And so I think Correct. to answer and, you, I, I'm with you on that question that I, I don't think people want that because it's not an interesting conversation. It's it's not a fun conversation. Well, it's, it's getting, letting, letting me in for a second, Jer, and... I think Patty just touched on this, and, and you too, too, caller, from a mental illness standpoint, um, we seem to be a little more um, accepted of Simone Biles. And, Jer, who was the other one you, you mentioned? Oh, 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 the tennis player, Naomi. Naomi Osaka. Osaka. It's, I mean, people were happy to talk about it, but for some reason... If this is a mental health issue, there's more people that want to say, like you suggested, Jerry, there is a group of people that's saying this is just a ploy by Ben Simmons, just an excuse to get more money and get out of Philly. Uh, just to hold on. Stop real quick. Yeah. To be very clear, I'm not saying he's in that camp. And it, it, no, I no, I know, I know you're not, but yeah. I know you're yeah. not, but there's people that think he is. And yeah. are we more accepting of mental health as a good part of training and, and 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 are we more accepting for women than than men um, my, my thought is that is that is that um osaka and biles both had big uh gaps in between their in between their performances whereas in basketball you're playing three nights a week and so mm-hmm. you don't have time to just to sit down and and have a and have a press conference and say, oh, I'm going through a mental break right now, and 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 when the game comes up in two weeks or the open comes up, I'm not going to be able to perform because of mental issues. And he doesn't have that. He doesn't have that 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 luxury that the females have in that sense. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because so, it's a team sport. So, is that what you're saying? Like like Vince suggested? Because because he's because he's he's on the court so many days a week, and the, and ah. the, the tennis. Finals are only are only you know uh, whatever every few months or every few weeks or whatever and and same with the gymnastics it's not like there's a gymnastic meet every three four times a week and so and so when if, if he is going through a psychological break or whatever he's going through he doesn't have that he doesn't have that that big uh, 
that uh, big gap in time where he can where he can uh, reassess himself and talk to people and then inform his team what's going on and have them be able to compensate for it not having him there or whatever and, and fully understand what he's going through and have and have the media be able to be able to get on his side because the media the American media is just is just they're horrid when it comes to things like this and so. So, it, I think that that has a lot to do with it, and I think that I think that, and overall, you know, t- men who watch this sport, and maybe some females too, you know, the, the testosterone gets high, and people bet money, and things get heated, and and uh, and just like most men do, you know, they get upset with when other men tend to peter out a little bit. So. My, my my main question was 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 is the American society going to allow for men to be able to bow out on a mental health issue? And I, I, I'm going to say they're not really going to allow that. They're just going to say you got to screen these people before they even get on the team and before they sign these oh, contracts wow. to put a put a, a put a contingency in their contract that says you can't do this, or if you do do this, then you're gone. Wow. To, to be wow. I don't totally think it's going to happen. To be totally fair, there's a example of this not too long ago in the nba so same sport where it's pretty much the exact opposite of this uh in 2017 uh kevin love who currently plays for the cleveland cavaliers he had a flat-out panic attack on the bench and after that he stepped away from the game for a long well not a long time but a, a fair amount of time he stepped away and he was very upfront right away with with his mental health issues and he's written articles about it he started charities he's he's he wrote a really really good article in the players tribune which is kind of like a place where a lot of pro athletes can post their kind of experiences he wrote something really really fascinating just about anyone dealing with depression during covid uh and kind of him just talking through that so the reason i brought that up is i I think the larger media and including fans acceptance of something like this. And I I would hope regardless of gender or sport or anything like that is how you get there. Right. And and so I go back to this comparison of Ben Simmons to Naomi Osaka and Simone Biles, where they were very upfront right away about this. It's like, I'm dealing with something here's the problem similar to kevin love like he had this panic attack and he was very again very pretty quickly after that very upfront with i'm dealing with mental health issues it took the i'm I'm all for it i think i think that they should all i'm all for the mental health uh the the break whatever you want to call it i'm I'm all for the 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 empathy when it comes to mental health believe me i I think think it needs to be explored further further Right, but, but what, I think what I'm that, saying I think is the to, difference. The, my different. The difference I had was that is that the women have a, 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 a lag in their in their performance times, to where they can they can uh, think things out and they can and they can they can have their their uh, agents or whoever you know approach the media and get out in front of this stuff. As in when like I don't, I don't know how Love pulled it off by having a panic attack on the court. I mean that's that's phenomenal that he was able to pull that off. And, and was able to get out in front of it because if it happens uh, spot on like that, you know, it comes right on. You don't have much control over it, and it's and it's some something that something that uh, that I have empathy for 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 uh, Simmons, and and it, you know, it needs to be addressed. 
caller. I'm going to move on. I've but, got, I've uh, got... but I don't think I don't think that the, I, my my point is that I don't think that the, 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 the your average Joe at the sports bar is going to have any empathy for somebody like that. And I, they're going to say, "Get him off the court. Let's get a new guy in." There. I'm going to agree with you and, right and it's horrible. now. It's, I'm it's go- horrible. I'm going to agree with you right now, but I think times are changing. Caller, I'm going to take another I call. Think they are too. Thanks for your call. There. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Hello. You're on the air. Hey, it's the sports one doctor again. Um, yeah, I, I appreciated that last call a lot. I think, um, I mean, it's, it's so, it's great to kind of see people really kind of like struggle with these, these things because it is, these are really important conversations that we should be having and feeling torn as like the sports, as like the big, as the fan. And then also just like relating to these people as humans, you know, and I do think that's difficult. I don't think that we, I think that's why the discussion is so hard is because we do just see them as like, you know, get on the field and play, whether it's like don't bring politics into it or, you know, don't have a, you know, don't act out or, you know, don't let your team down. Um, so I think, you know, and I, and I think that it's only by having these conversations that like that, that there will be a culture change. And I do want to say, you know, I, I think it was, I, I, I think that Simone Biles, um, and Naomi Osaka would both agree. Like, I think they were both horrified to like come out and like with what was happening to them. I don't think it was an easy thing for them to do. Um, and it requires a lot of insight into like what is actually happening, which many, many people just don't, many of us don't have, or many of us have had parts like times in our lives where we didn't have any insight into like the way we were behaving. Um, and, and then just having the language, having the language to like express that. And then also having the courage to express that. And so, uh, you know, and I see this again, like in clinic every day, I mean, people who aren't professional athletes who have a really hard time kind of making that connection between this thing that's happening to me or this thing, this thing they're experiencing in their body or the way that they're kind of expressing themselves. Um, and like relating that to, you know, some, some deeper issues that they may have um, going on with their mental health. And so, and these are people, you know, who, who are kind of like the everyday Joes, as he said, and like don't have these like multi, you know, million dollar contracts and playing in front of like, you know, you know, hundreds of thousands of people. Um, and so I think um, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's 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 hard. I, I get the, the I get the struggle though between the, being a fan and just kind of really seeing these people as humans. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to kind Hello, of. I'm, I'm sorry, Jer. Um, I screwed up technologically here. We got another call. You you're on the air. <laughs> Jerry, go ahead and finish because I, I love where this went. And I want to finish in a strong note. So please uh, respond to, to, to her comment. No, I, I don't. I don't think I have anything really left. I, I, I just I go back to the on this acceptance thing, and again, I don't think you should be more or less accepting of different people's mental health problems. Like if someone has mental health problems, you should accept it and like help them or do or like respect the fact that they need to deal with it. I just think that to, to go back to. The, the caller a couple times ago that asked about it, like why is it accepted in tennis and, and not accepted in men's basketball? I don't think the sport has as much to do with it as it how they approached it uh, going public about it. Where I don't think is it. I don't. I, I would say I don't know if it has as much to do with like tennis players have a gap between tournaments where they can deal with these things as much as just they just came out and said, "I'm dealing with something. I'm stepping away from the sport for a little while." Uh, and Kevin Love did the exact same thing. 
The yep. difference with Ben Simmons is it was this two-year saga of him again whining and complaining and refusing to get better. All of it now leading to him saying, "I'm dealing with mental health issues," and so I think, I think that is harder for a everyday fan to accept than someone that's that gets out in front of it right away, like in a Kevin Love situation. I want to throw right. a question at you two. Um, it's not really changing the subject, but Patty touched on it. The caller touched on it. Should we and are we holding men to different standards with mental health than women? <laughs> yes or no? You can, you can each have 15, 20 seconds, but I want to know if we're doing that. What are we doing? Who are we defining as we? Society. 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 Media. Are, Whatever. Are we holding women to a different... Are, are we accepting that women can have mental health issues more than men? Are, are we suggesting that as a society? You, you go first on that this. because I want to take that and roll with my... my uh, I think I've only got about five, five minutes here, so you go first. I, I don't have enough information to make uh, an, informed, an informed opinion about that. I'll be are honest, you Jim. Are you, try, are you trying to run for political office here, Jerry? Because no, not at all. Touchy subject not, comes up. You're pretty good at like dancing around it, there, Rand. No, because well, because the only three examples I have of it, they again, they, they come to mind are <laughs> Naomi Osaka, Simone Biles, and Kevin Love, and they were all accepted like right away. And the difference well, between well, those three and Ben Simmons is how it came out. So right, well, if I'm going well, off of another, what is in my mind right now. It has nothing to do with if it's a man or a woman. It has to do with how they approach presenting it. Exactly. Right. I, so, I, so I'm gonna, that is a I'm, very I'm limited gonna, data set, yeah. though. And I'm going to go further there with, your, with this whole thing because uh, uh, Dr. Patty had a great point of of, of of making it a gender issue. But I think that, yes, Ben Simmons came about it in the whole, the worst way you could possibly do it, because it's been not only two or three years with the 76ers, Jerry, but when he was drafted, there was a guy who did a report on him, a pre-draft mm-hmm. report, talking about his ability to tune out and basically almost like, you know, walk away mentally, because he had issues that nobody right. talked about at LSU. And so, this has been going on with Ben Simmons for years, and I think, I don't think it's a societal issue, Jim. I think it's a personal, I'm a man issue, and I can't say I have mental health because the guys in my locker room are going to berate me, the media is going to scrutinize me, blah, blah, blah. Whereas Simone Biles and Naomi Osaka are doing this as women in a world of social media backlash. They mm-hmm. are in a locker room. They are in the same type of locker room in social media world. It's not right in your face, but it's right there on your phone if you choose to look at it. So I think they're both dealing with it in the same level. I don't think it matters whether they're man or woman. Our society right now is 24-hour news in your face. This is how I feel about it, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, whatever. They're seeing it. They're feeling it. And they were braver than Ben Simmons to come out earlier. And I do believe as a woman, it might actually be easier to do that. But I'm hoping that Kevin Love, Ben Simmons, 
Michael Phelps admitted to the fact that he dealt with it his entire career in the Olympics. He just never walked away. Those people need to speak out, speak up, and become the the norm going forward, like Simone Biles and Naomi Osaka, who have had to deal with the same kind of scrutiny, just not in a locker room setting by the 11 other guys that you have to deal with every day. So... Um, Jerry, I'll let you answer, and and Vince, and and I did want an answer from her, and she gave it very specifically. I asked the exact same question, and the sports phone doctor says, yes, it's very simple. If a man were to cry in the middle of a press conference, as Osaka did, he would get slammed by the media, treated totally different. It would not be acceptable. You don't think he would be at this point? Well, well, no. well, Jim, 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 how many guys have retired in the past from sports and cried? How many times well, have we seen Ben Roethlisberger last year losing a playoff game to the Cleveland Browns and crying on the bench? That actually happens. And they get a little bit, but they also get they also get that like, ooh, way to be a way to be an emotional tough guy. You know, so there's there's this there's a double sided double edged sword when it comes to men. You can be the tough guy and, sh- and show that soft side. Oh, what a caring guy. He really cares. It, it, it depends on who you are, what you've proven, what you've done, and how you go about it. Mm-hmm. That's where it all comes down to. If you're Ben Simmons and you're in an interview right now and you're crying, you're going to get screwed. You're going to get absolutely skewered. But if you're Tom Brady and you're crying in a press conference right now because you're retiring or something, you're a sweet, tough guy. There's a a double standard with men, even on that level. Well, So I think she's right, but I think she's missing a little bit of what we really do with with some male athletes in sports. It's Great great conversation, guys. I'm so glad I, I was able to run this one through again <laughs> it's it's yeah. yeah it's great that brought up a lot of uh, a lot of stuff for everybody we should probably move on here um yeah thanks vince oh thank you guys so much as always a pleasure all right chair um interesting i've got some interesting stuff coming through uh text right now um that's not the same thing what do you think about this chair someone crying at the end of a game uh, because they're happy they won um, is different than a mental health issue dealing with the press. Something like that that is totally that that is di- different. Um, there's also a statistic that men commit more suicide than the women because they don't express their emotions. It's literally hurting them in the long run. Uh, Jared, do, should we call it here? Yeah, I think it's a good. That's a good place to to end it for now. Uh, you know, we're 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 only going to unpack so much in you know forty minutes. Okay, and, uh, but it's good. Good good conversation for good sure. Good conversation. Caller, this calling in now. We we have to take care of some business. Um, so we we're gonna we're gonna skip that call. Thanks thanks for your interest. Jerry, explain again what's going on with the sports phone, if you would. Yeah, so wrapping this up one more time, uh, first I'd like to thank uh, Roy Mitchell for joining us earlier to talk about some powerlifting. Always fun to, to have a, a guest on the show. Um, so, okay, so we are done with the sports phone uh, for about a month. So from today until November 21st, there will be no sports phone. Uh, you may notice, if you have your calendars up as listeners, 
November 21st is a Sunday. That is correct. It's not a mistake on, on anybody's part. We are going to be moving the sports phone to Sunday nights at 7 o'clock starting on November 21st. So no sports phone for the next couple of weeks. And when we do return, we will be on Sunday nights, November 21st, 7 o'clock uh, in the evening. You'll hear uh, spots for that reminding you uh, that that's going to be happening uh, during our, our little hiatus that we're going on here. Uh, but again, one more time, sports phone will be gone for about uh, three or four weeks. And then we will return Sunday nights at 7 p.m. on November 21st. You still feeling good about Sunday nights? I am. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. It's like we're going into major prime time. I do want to thank. I don't know. I, I don't know the first thing about radio primetime, but but like that seems like this is an upgrade. But I don't know. Hard to say. <laughs> I I think it's an upgrade in time slots. I do agree with you. The last time we switched, yeah, it's definitely more con- for both of us. It's going to be it's going to be easier, an easier time slot for sure. Hmm. Yeah. All right, let's wrap it up. All right, we'll wrap it up. Um, I do want to say, but before I get off the the phone with you, Jer, we we have. Um, we have another live show coming in after us, so we have some business to take care of. I will put on the sports phone music, Jer, and I'll talk to you on the sports phone um, in about four weeks. Sounds good. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.